0: Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Two men. Fifteen minutes. Eternal Impact. Welcome to Text Talk. His glory I will see I will live. Hello there, Edwin. Hey Andrew. Yes, it is my birthday. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I forgot. I can't believe I'm recording a podcast on my birthday. <laughs> I can't I can't believe you're buying my lunch on your birthday. <laughs> you want to talk about Psalm 18 some more? Uh, we can. Or we Let's, can talk about me. It's my birthday.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about how much you love Psalm 18. Let's talk about Psalm 18 on my
0: birthday. Yes, absolutely. So
1: we're going to read from Psalm 18, verses 13 through 19. Just a reminder, if you want to hear the whole psalm, got to go back to Monday's podcast. It was a great reading. We've got to go to, back to Monday's episode. So today we're going to start in verse 13 and read through verse 19. The Lord. Oh, by the way, I'm reading from the Christian Standard Bible today. All right. The Lord thundered from heaven. The Most High projected His voice. He shot His arrows and scattered them. He hurled lightning bolts and routed them. The depths of the sea became visible. The foundations of the world were exposed. At your rebuke, Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils, He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He pulled me out of deep water. He rescued me from my powerful enemy and from those who hated me, for they were too strong for me. They confronted me in the day of my destruction. But the Lord was my support; He brought me out to a wide open place. He rescued me because He delighted in me. Here's what I want to see in these in these verses. All right, there's, you know, there's a lot of times, and and especially as we go through the Psalms, we, we this really ties into some of what we talked about yesterday. As we go through the Psalms, there's this idea that maybe God doesn't always do what He says, and that maybe you know He's erratic, and maybe He's spontaneous and maybe it's well you just never know what you're going to get from God I I just think,
0: just so I'm tracking with you you're saying you pick that up from reading the psalms
1: n- I'm saying that, you know, like I said yesterday, that the skeptics, if they wanted to go through this and say, well, okay. he made this promise in Psalm 1 and Psalm 2, but then we have all these Psalms where he's saying, when are you going to do this? okay And okay. so I can see how a skeptic might say, oh, you don't know what you're going to get from God. He makes this promise. You don't know when it's going to happen. And then I know skeptics look oh. at other passages in the Bible. And, yeah. and for them, sometimes the judgment seems just, come out of left field or, you know, because it doesn't happen every single time exactly the same way, they feel like, well, you just never know what you're going to get from God. What this psalm actually demonstrates to us, I think, is that God is not any of that. God is actually very consistent. Mm. And when I read that back through the psalms, I actually see it. And in fact, Again, like yesterday, where we were able to tie this into the faith that we saw in the earlier psalms, right. as yeah, David psalm was later. saying, these things are going to happen, and now in Psalm eighteen we see them happening. Yeah, that was cool. We we see the consistency, but here's here's something that happens in this psalm that I think is just fascinating. I'm going to go ahead and read from the English Standard Version this time because it gives us actually the the verbiage I'd like to hear to, that makes this connection. And this is in Psalm eighteen sixteen. He sent from on high; he took. Me me. he drew me out of
0: many waters. Yeah, that's how the New King James rendered that also. He drew me out of many waters. Yeah, the CSB said pulled out, yeah. which is fine, and I get that that's a perfectly
1: legitimate translation, but I think it might cause us to miss what's actually going on here. This, this term is only used in three passages. This word for draw out is only used in three passages. Two of them are Psalm 18 and Second Samuel 22, where we have the exact same psalm. Okay. The other one is in Exodus chapter 2 and verse 10. In Exodus chapter 2 and verse 10, do you remember who was in Exodus chapter
0: 2 and verse 10? Well, in the early going in the book of Exodus, it's all about Moses.
1: It's Moses. And do you remember when Moses was born, what was Pharaoh doing
0: to the children of Israel? Uh Pharaoh was making sure that the male children, or he was trying to make sure all the male children were killed, even at birth.
1: Absolutely. The Israelites
0: and, were not allowed to have little baby boys. And one of the ways that they were
1: killing those little baby boys was to throw them into the river. Yeah, into the Nile And Moses' mother kind of twisted the command just a little bit. She put him in the river mm. when she could no longer hide him in his house. But she didn't just throw him in the river. She put him in the river in a little ark, mm-hmm. in a little basket. A little ark of bulrushes. And there. of course... Pharaoh's daughter finds him, mm-hmm. brings him out. And I think you turned to Exodus two I ten sure while did. I was yeah. saying all of
0: that. So why don't you go ahead and read it for me? So in Exodus chapter 2 and verse number 10, And the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter, and he became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. So where it says, because I drew him out of the water,
1: that's the only other verse in all of the Old Testament that uses this word, drew him, drew me. It's, it's the only other place. You've got these two quotes from the Psalm, Psalm 18 and 2 Samuel 22, and then the statement about Moses. His name, Moses, means drawn out. And yes, Moses is a form of that word mm-hmm, also. Mm-hmm. It's connected to that word. What David is highlighting is that God is very consistent. He has done with David the exact same thing he did with Moses. And so we see this consistency. God works with his people in Mm -hmm. similar and same ways. He is consistent in his
0: activities, in his actions.
1: And the reason he's consistent, of course, is because he is faithful.
0: He is steadfast. Yeah, Well, well, I was just saying with that connection to Moses, and I go back to verse 16, he drew me out of the many waters. And David thinks about his own deliverance in these same kind of terms. You've got this helpless baby you know subject to drowning or or whatever and this is salvation to be drawn out of these waters
1: but even beyond just moses here is we we actually see connections to s- multiple stories throughout old testament history throughout these events of god dealing with his people for instance we even re- reference the Coals and the hailstones yep, and, and yep. those coming down. Think about there there are actually a couple of different places where that happens as God deals with the enemies of God's people. So we start with Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes. We see one of the Fire plagues. And brimstone. One of the ten plagues is mm-hmm. the hailstones. And then when Joshua tipped. is facing the Amorites, mm-hmm. there are hailstones that come down that kill more of the Amorites than even Joshua and the army did. And here in Psalm 18, what David is doing is he's bringing that up. He's saying, just like God did in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, just like God did in the days of Moses, just as God did in the days of Joshua, he's also done that in my days. And then for, for me, the one that's, that's really fascinating is when it says, then the channels of the sea were seen, and the foundations of the world were laid bare. What does that sound like?
0: Sounds like the parting
1: of the Red Sea. It sounds exactly like the parting of the Red Sea, where the waters are pulled apart, and you can see the bare earth that has now been bared in the channels of the sea as they were walking through a pathway in the sea itself. And David is saying, look, just like God did with Israel there at the Red Sea, that's what he has done with me. He has been very consistent. Now, understand what that means about the consistency of God, because... Well, for Moses to need to be drawn out of the water, what was happening before that?
0: There were enemies. He was in the water.
1: He's in the water. There's enemies. There's, There's turmoil. There's trouble. For Israel to have to go through the Red Sea, what was happening before that? There's oppression. There's enemies. There are folks that have risen up. And so we see that actually there's a very consistent pattern. And that is that, yes, we live in a world where sin dominates. We live in a world where there are sinners and sinners oppress God's people. And of course, you know, look, let's face it, for David, not all of the things he faced were because just enemies were oppressing him. Some
0: of the things he faced were because of his own sins. I think it's fantastic that he can look back in his life and make these kind of connections with God's um, deliverance and power and might through the ages of Israel um, you know, I, I look at David and uh, I, I see a lot of providential working uh, through him and in his life. But as far as the direct miracles go, David's life story looks very different than, say, a Moses who's able to call down the plagues by God's power and part the Red Sea and all of that. I, You know, the battle belonged to the Lord and, and certainly God's hand is working mightily there uh, with the stone going to Goliath. But even at that... I don't know that you see the same type of miraculous workings, I guess, in David's life. Well, that's one of the fascinating Uh, things about the Psalms is
1: that what David is pointing out is that you may not have seen these things literally happening in my Mm -hmm. life, but what has happened in my life is exactly those things.
0: Well, and and that's where I want to be. I mean, I think that's where we need to get as Christians to appreciate God's work and deliverance. David understands
1: that that God is working, that God is acting. I, okay, so here's, I've got a couple of sermons that I teach in a series on grace that I start with the exact same illustration. I start by telling the story of David facing Goliath, mm-hmm. and, I, and I try to make it nice and dramatic. I'm not going to do that right now, but I get to the end of telling the story of David facing Goliath, and I, I ask the question, who killed Goliath? And the question that we need to, or the answer that we need to see there is that David was the instrument, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: but God was the judge. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so God was working through David, even when you couldn't see that he was the one working. Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: So when we, when we have this idea of, um, God's only working when I see the lightning strike, when I see the hailstones right. fall, when I see the ground open. We're misunderstanding how God's God works. David understands, okay, there really weren't hailstones of fire coming down in any of the battles I fought. There really wasn't a place where the ground opened up and swallowed up the enemy. There, There really wasn't these things. I was never Walking through the ocean and drawn out. None of those things ever literally happened. But all of those things happened for right, me. God right. did all of those things yeah. for me in in his acting and his working in my life. Now, here's the fascinating part about that is that means God is still that same consistent God. Consistency. He he acts like that for us, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in in the face of our enemies, mm-hmm. in the face of those who would oppress us, who would tempt us, who would who would trample on us. God does that, but but the 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 thing that we need to recognize is that well, there's the wilderness days,
0: mm-hmm. there's the
1: wandering days, there's the out being tempted by the devil days. God acts consistently, and and though we might think. Well, I must not be God's chosen because if I were God's chosen, these kind of awful things wouldn't be happening to me. God behaves consistently. His chosen people do go through the battlefield. Mm -hmm. His chosen people do go through the wilderness. His chosen people do have those days. But how do those days always end for those who stick with the Lord? it ends with victory. It ends with hailstones on the enemies. It ends with us being drawn out of the water. It ends with the, the ground shaking and the enemies quaking. That's where it ends. And when we get to that Psalm 18 day and we're yeah. able to look back through our lives, we're able to see, you know, like we said yesterday, God delivered. Yeah, God he, delivered. he does it consistently. I don't have to sit back and wonder. I don't have to sit back and wonder. I can put my faith in God because he's consistent.
0: It's so good to know and serve a consistent God. We're so glad that we've had this time to talk together from Psalm 18. I appreciate you listening into the conversation. Send us an email. Let us know what you're learning from the Word of God. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Let's pray together. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, so much for the day that you've given us. And each one is truly a gift from your hand. Father, we pray that we would make the most of it. And we are so glad to know, Father, that you are consistent. The same yesterday, today, and forever. Our great God. And so, Father, you will be faithful. Help us to be faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks
1: for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians Who Meet on Livingston Avenue this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship